Tiger Bomb Sports Audio Entertainment presents Pit Row with your host Ralph, where we will review the upcoming NASCAR weekend's races and go over the last weekend's races, what happened, what we saw on the tracks, and build towards DFS picks. Let's jump into our latest episode. talk about nascar sprint cup series action that's what we do put a little fantasy twinge on it in case you want to play dfs DraftKings, FanDuel. we'll have some picks we'll talk about last week then we'll go over this week give you some ideas of who might come out and prevail on top that's the name of the game here at pit row really quickly you can find this podcast at www.tigerbombsae.com Tiger Bomb has a handful of podcasts. This is one of them. Everyone has their own page. You can click on the Pit Row page and listen there. You can also watch via the YouTube page on there or through YouTube. Just search for Tiger Bomb Sports Audio Entertainment. That's the same thing you're going to use to search for us on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, anywhere that you listen to your podcast, you can listen to us to Tiger Bomb Sports Audio Entertainment. That'll come up. You can like and subscribe, and it'll give you episodes of all the podcasts, not just Pit Row, if you're interested in true crime, baseball, football. Also, social media, Facebook, Twitter, same way. Tiger Bomb Sports Audio Entertainment. This will come up. We do link the uh, video portion of the show there as well for those that are interested. All right, that's the heavy lifting. That's how we can keep up. If you look at last week, Chicago was crazy. Grant Park 220, first time they're attempting this. I mean, we incredibly difficult circumstances not only racing through downtown chicago but also the weather did not cooperate we saw in practice we saw in qualifying that it was going to be a tough weekend for a lot of folks we saw cars sliding under the barricades and that will continue through the race didn't look didn't look very safe didn't look very uh promising at first but as the race went along i think some drivers learned their bearings and you know maybe it's a repeatable thing but up in the air. I would just say in terms of the drivers, in terms of the city, in terms of the uh, you know, the people that are living in Chicago. I don't know. Mixed. mixed. I mean, it was exciting, but it was a lot of people didn't really know what was going on. So it's like you hear all this noise. You see all this traffic being redirected and people like, well, you know, let me go check it out. So there's a lot of that. But obviously, if you don't have the rain, you can kind of you know, have more with the concerts and everything. But great idea. It's going to be difficult. Something along the lines of what they're thinking in Atlantic City for F1, that looks doable because it's not really in a suburban setting or an urban setting, I should say. And you can kind of build a pavilion and it's close to Atlantic City. So you got that city feel. So I don't know, just Grand Park 220, very surreal watching cars slam around Michigan Avenue, Columbus Avenue. Used to live off Balbo, watching cars slam down Balbo. Very, very surreal as the Chicago CTA buses are running in the background and, you know, there's traffic going in the background down Congress. You live there, thought you'd never see a day like that. Let's get into it, though. Uh, once again, the rain had us delay, but we finally go green. NASCAR does give us the single foul start here to keep things safe in the beginning, and we go green with Reddick jumping Hamlin right away. Big battle, too wide for a bit. Very nuts, going too wide around that scrawny track as it was anyway. Hamlin sees the spot, though. No need to fight early. Eric Almarola got turned around on turn five. We see a lot of this today. We stay green, though. Then we get a wreck. Big wreck. Jones, Brad K, Grace, Gregson, all piled up. But we stay green. They got to work it out. Hamlin into the barrier on turn two, also a familiar thing. 
we, we have Reddick pulling away by a lot at this point. Reddick has a ridiculous five-second lead at this point in the race, still very early on in the race, but the track is so difficult for drivers to figure out while there's a bunch of competition going on around them. And that proved to be the case early on. Kyle Busch hardened to the tire barrier in turn six. This was a photo moment for NASCAR all weekend, watching him situated under the barrier there, having to be pulled out. He wedged it windshield deep, if you didn't see it under the tire barricade. That's hard to do. Full flat caution for that one. So a lot of, you know, mishaps, turnarounds, spins, wrecks earlier. But cars are able to keep it together, you know, keep it green. They actually had to come tow him out, so we go caution there. But just, again, very wild start to this race. Green again now after they get uh, Kyle Busch shorted out. So the order becomes Reddick, Bell, Van Gisbergen, Suarez, McDowell, Logano, uh, Larson, and Truex. Suarez passes. Lap six in now. Magano, uh, excuse me, McDowell taking the spot back from Suarez. So they do a little passing back and forth. These guys now at this point in the race looking for puddles, looking to cool those tires down. Confined space. Burning a lot of rubber, getting up to as much as a buck fifty on the straightaways, but those tires are getting warm, right? Very interesting because we had the rain, so we started to see guys at first avoiding these puddles, trying to get around them, wanting to uh, not have the car slide out over. At the start of the race, the car is sliding, as we said. Race goes on; those tires started to burn up. Now we see guys diving into the puddles a little bit. Bell able to catch and pass Reddick now, lap 12 at this point, and turn six, Gregson into the wall hard, kills the engine trying to get loose, caution. I mean, this would just be story of the day. Green again here, lap 16, Bell, Reddick, Van Gisbergen, Truex, McDowell, Suarez, Larson, Button. That's the order now. Button ran well today. And Bell able to take the stage. Reddick will be second, and Van Gisbergen is third. Turn six, no, into the... Um, the, the second stage, if you will, Logano into the tire barrier, but able to get himself out quickly, though. And then, uh, man, Logano and Button hit each other just trying to get over to pit road. Even after Logano had got out. So there was a little bit of a, uh, you know, exchange there. Everybody basically going the slicks at this point in the race. Truex was one of the first, and we see almost everybody follow suit with him, and they switch it up from the dry tires. But turn six again, Noah Gregson again, same guy, same turn, same time. He wedged and tires once again, but this time he can't get himself loose like before. So we have another yellow black caution. Green again now, Reddick is cooking. He overtakes Van Gisbergen easily. It's Bell, Reddick, Van Gisbergen, Suarez, Larson, and, and a loose Turex, and then Almendinger behind him. Lap 34, 11 to go in stage two. Damn, Truex so loose right now, sliding all over. He's trying to make passes, but then he surrenders it right back. VSG, Van Gisbergen, holding his own here. VSG, that's what we're going to call him from now. Turn 11, Bowman into the wall. Contact with the 11. Um, these, these two were sliding around. We've got uh, He's got to sit and wait for the cars to all pass by him in terms of um, Bowman. He's got to sit and let everybody go by before he can finally um, turn it around. But we get a caution. We're at a blue flag. He couldn't get it back fired up, basically. If he could have got it fired up, we could have maybe just you know, yelled at him. But Bowman's car is having some serious issues. So we get the restart. Larson was able to uh, push, you know, he pushes the crap out of Bell on the restart. So it gives him a little bit of a momentum there. Two to go on the stage. Truex still sliding around everywhere. And then while Bell, Bowman's car now stalled. Larson getting stronger as the race goes along now. Bell takes the stage under caution. 
Bowman's car, they long story short, if you didn't watch the race, his team is trying to figure out the engine and the car's computer. The engine's computer is telling the car it's under duress and to shut down. So there's something going on with the car where maybe there's a short, you know, circuit wise because of you know all the rain or the water or whatever it could be but for whatever reason the computer on board is telling the car to like shut down for preservation's sake so during this caution that's what we see is um bowman's team just essentially try to like figure this out right like how, like get the signals uncrossed if you will literally so but again bell takes it under stage now joy uh, Corey LaJoy, we got to say, man, like at this point in the race, I saw the announcer said it too. Right before he said it, I started typing. I see you, buddy. I like what we like what you're doing. And literally, as I'm saying it, the announcer said as much as well. Um, just held his own out there. He's a good drafter racer, racer as well. And so he should have another decent week this week. But Byron into the, uh, oh, actually, wait, where are we? Yes. Let's see what happens if the overcast clears a bit. Maybe it dries up a little bit more. That's what I typed. But then Byron into the wall into the wall so much problems with his car high state um high stall seven cars log jam on jackson street man that's incredible to see just wow look Corey lajoy looks like he jolted the four and gave him the boost around not on purpose but harvick was easily up on easing up on it and lajoy didn't know so that kind of spun them around a little bit reddick and suarez moved through the wreckage masterfully mcdowell not so much so i'm noticing now that the total laps all right, 75 to finish the race. I don't know if they shortened it a little bit because of the mayhem. I thought it was always 100. I couldn't get the read on that. So looks like they definitely shortened it because of the wreckage. But fun to watch. I'm sure these Cup teams hate this as much as um, anything because they're destroying these $15 million machines every time around, right? But NASCAR knows damn well you, you, you if you want to get another manufacturer, get other manufacturers, you're going to have to run this race. You're going to have to run races like this. You have to offer these. Many companies would consider NASCAR if only you just add like five left turns to the tracks. And so, um, of course, you know, the NASCAR style has its own nuances. So there's something to be said about that. Being good at F1 and or Indy doesn't always translate over. You can come over and struggle. But BSG is a great example of somebody coming into this race and running well based off the familiarity with his style of course racing. Um, but you put him in Talladega, I bet you this dude probably finished last, right? So, you know, there's that too. But again, if we think about what would it take to get some of these other manufacturers besides the Americans, um, you know, I mean, Honda, whoever, you know, who knows, right? Mercedes, but you got to run races like this if you want that. So anyway, just lamenting as we're waiting for the restart. We get our restart here. Haley out front on the restart. Austin Dillon, the Elliott third. Truex spins around, infamous turn four. He's facing the wrong way now, so he has to turn around and get going again. Grags into the corner, corner six again, um, fourth time today doing that. Same corner, same guy. <laughs> I don't know what to say. The 99 is so much cosmetic damage. He's trying to pass Hamlin. I mean, race is getting funny at this point. 99 literally has got flat, flat flailing in the wind as he's trying to pass Hamlin. Turn six, Reddick into the wall, uh, the tire wall. The pavement is slick and wet, and Reddick can't get it loose, so there's a caution. He's trying to, like, get, dig the car out. But he can't because the pavement's too slick. They'll have to pull him out. He was running well. He'd gotten it back up to fourth at that point. That's a setback for sure. So it's like, let's see if time will tell if that, you know, really ends up being his day. Restart now. Haley being challenged aggressively by Austin Dillon. Just 15 to go in the race. Haley, Dillon, Elliott, Bush, Logano. Here comes turn six. 
Dylan pushing Haley through six, and Haley keeps it, does not turn around. Dylan hits the wall. He clips the wall and sends himself into the turn one barrier, tries to back it up, got onto pit road. We're still green. Haley, Elliott, Bush, Logano, BSG now, while Truex around in turn one. So Haley still leading Elliott, but here comes BSG. He is literally flying down the track at this point, breaking his ass off and going every and gaining every turn straight dives into the turns at this point 100 feet more than everybody else elliot is the best american road racer and he's trying to hold them off bsg is great he's new zealand driver he's a new excuse me he's a new zealand driver he's a road racer aussie circuit racer and he's chasing down the best that america has to offer making it look all too easy right now nine laps to go Haley trying to maintain the 31, the 9, and the 91 now. SVG is threatening. Shane Van Gisbergen might be in third, but he is in charge at this point in the race. Elliot hesitates. He sees GSV behind him. Excuse me, SVG, and SVG overtakes Elliot. He got him. Turn 5, SVG on the tail of Haley now. He's so close. Eight to go. Insane move. But wait a minute. We get a caution. Truex Jr. into the barrier hard. Truex, man, I didn't, I didn't think SVG had completed the pass, but he was making a move on Haley as Truex hit the barrier. NASCAR confirms he did not. Haley is still going to be the lead car when we get going for the restart, but you're worried if you're him at this point. SVG is chasing him down. Um. <clears throat> Okay, so here we go. SVG is going to win this race pretty much. <laughs> the restart, five to go. Can Haley be perfect? That's really what we're talking about. Can Haley be perfect? Nope. SVG too smart. Passes him up. And uh, Haley retakes the lead, though. Now the 91. Now they're back. Uh, now he's back behind him. Now they're crossing back over. 91 now crossing over in front. SVG in control now. Four to go. Doesn't look like he's going to give it back. He's cruising up Lakeshore Drive, ladies and gentlemen. Cruising up Lakeshore Drive. Like me on the way to church on Sunday with nobody around. This is SVG's first NASCAR start. Three to go. Darian Grubb is his crew chief. He's won with some folks before, if you know the name. Bubba Wallace clips Stenhouse and sends him flying into the wall. Bubba slid into the 47. He gets locked up in the tire barrier on turn one. Uh, very familiar. So this will bring out the caution on what was two laps to go. So Chicago is getting overtime. Here we go. OT. Last lap, SVG. Wasn't even a competition, right? This guy cruised it through in his series debut. SVG takes it. Trackhouse car number three. Trackhouse, 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 man. Love to be these guys. Their teammate for a day shows what he can do. He says one more year of Aussie racing, and then maybe he'll come over. We'll see. The guy legit rolled up from 18th to victory circle. That's impressive. And again, NASCAR has got to be thinking, what did we see? What can we take away? Don't necessarily have to run Chicago again. Can revamp it, throw in the different parts of Chicago. They used to run Joliet. I'm not saying go back there, but take this, make it better so that we can get better drivers, you know, more European drivers, more drivers across the world, more manufacturers. That's what's going to make NASCAR better. That's what's going to grow NASCAR into the sport that we all want it to be, be dominant want to play with f1 you need more manufacturers this is how you do it races like this so 
We labor through, and we go back to oh, good old faithful this week, y'all. We're going back to Hot Atlanta. Quaker State 400 at Atlanta Motor Speedway. This is a night race. That's the big difference between spring break and this one. It said night. So the track is going to be different. Still going to be humid and hot, but the dynamics of the track are different, whether the sun's up or the sun's down. You guys remember at times that high line was good at the start of the last Atlanta race, but then at points you see a couple of cars were able to run the low line. We'll have to see if all of this plays out again this week. We're going back to Hampton, Georgia. It's a 1.5-mile track. Cup purse, 7.4 million, just over that. Race distance, 400 miles, ladies and gentlemen, 260 laps. We're going to get stage breaks at 60 and 120. Most recent winner, Joey Logano in the spring. Uh, super Speedway-style revamping of Atlanta, right? And so that's a lot of passing, um, you know, back on uh, – you know, and a lot of on-track action, too, if you think about that. Now, the one thing, though, about this is that was the intent. That's what they were making the track for. That's what the design is for. That's what we were hoping to get when we envisioned the Gen 7 car racing here. But what we've been seeing is different. And if you want to review this, you can go back, Pitrow, go back. I think it's episode 20, if I'm not mistaken. That that's the first Atlanta race where well, we reviewed it. We reviewed that before we talked about Coda. So if you want to take a look at what happened, you can literally take five, six minutes, go back and listen to that first half of that episode and review that whole race. But what I'm telling you now, if you don't want to do that, is the driver who's led the most laps has won all three times. So this is going to be about getting out early, getting in front. We're going to see aggressiveness at the beginning of this race because of that. We're going to see an intense qualifying and practice because of that. Those things are going to matter as you want to position yourself to be there at the end of the day by being there at the beginning. So that's the way you play Atlanta this week. Qualifying and early stage one success. Ford dominated the first Atlanta race earlier this year, if you guys remember correctly. Again, if you listen to the older episode, the top three drivers in laps led all wore Fords. And those three were Logano, Brad Kay, and Eric Almarola. They combined to lead 204 of 260 in the spring race. So all in all, the four drivers together led 221 of 260, or 85% of the race, basically. So, you know, this is something to think about. You're doing DraftKings fan duel, you're putting these lineups together. You got to be thinking about the Fords. Uh, we also want to point out um, Corey LaJoy. That's the one. He, I don't think anybody had him as top Chevy after the last Atlanta race, and that is how he finished. So this is going to be about can he repeat that finish. And so if you're him, you know, you're looking to, you know, maybe, you know, take a harder stance on the season right here, right? Show what you can do. You, you, you played well here before. You should do it again. So we want some exposure to Lodoy at $6,800. That's going to really be some lineup alleviation so you can spend some of that cash up for some of the higher guys. I don't mind that they have, you know, uh, Larson and Kyle Busch. These guys are expensive, right? They're at the top. They're expensive. I don't mind that. But, again, looking at top four, so Logano should be top four, and he's lowest, um, you know, five-digit salary guy. I don't think that's – kind of where, where it should be, but we're going to take that. But then there's a whole bunch of value. You know, you've got your Almarolas. You've got, you know, a lot of value. you got Briscoe. you got Chase Briscoe, right? you got a lot of value out here. Don't forget about Harrison Burton. The Wood Brothers car started off the year 
not great, but decently. That's a Ford. We want to run them here for $5,600. We got to take a chance. Um, we know they got the right parts and the right product. And they've seen it before. This is how we get the edge, right? You want to maybe have a cheaper Ford, have a LaJoy, and then just all Fords, right? But there's so many of them. You got Blaney out there. I mean, guys, we've got a bevy of affordable. Blaney's not even 10K. Blaney's under 10K. I think Blaney's $9,700. So you can really fit him in. Brad K, you know, Chris Boucher, his teammate. The RFK, like these are guys, right? You can run RFK. And then if you want to like run some Hendrick with them, that's cool. I would be most interested in Bowman this week. I just feel like if anybody's going to have to make a move from the Hendrick team, it's going to be him. Look, we've only got like seven or eight races left before the playoffs. So we're getting down, you know, to a narrow point in the season to where if you haven't secured a playoff spot yet, you got to start grinding. You don't want to have to wait to one of those last couple of races. You definitely don't want to have to wait to the, you know, to Daytona. It's mayhem. It's wreckage and mayhem. These are the tracks that are going to be a little bit easier to secure those victories. And so we're going to see some competition right from the beginning, guys. It's going to be fun and exciting. In 17 drafting races with RFK racing, Boucher has avoided major incident in 12 of those. So again, just a Ford, a guy who's avoiding the wrecks, a guy who ran well from last time. A lot of things pointing us in the right direction. And so that's what I want you guys to concentrate for. DFS wasn't terrible last week. Needed to cash more. But trying to get away from the break-even thing and get green, right? Where we say we brought back more than we put in. That's where we're going this week. We have the empirical evidence from the first race. I know it's night. But I don't think manufacturer is going to make a difference. I'm not going to rely too much on top line, bottom line. That we're going to let, you know, try to play out on Sunday. But certainly, certainly, guys, you have to watch the qualifying and the practice. The qualifying for sure. See how that lines up on Saturday because the guys in the – you know what I mean? Like we just basically said, like, if, if you hear a name that is outside of everything that we've been talking about, that means they ran really well. They qualified really well. Run with that just because I didn't say it here. It's Friday. Let's let Saturday play into what we want to do too. So that's all I got for you guys. You know what the program is. We'll meet right back here next week, talk about what we saw in this Quaker State 400, and we'll get a look ahead to the next race on Sunday. Peace. This has been Pit Row. If you enjoyed it, drive back through next week. We'll do it again. Another Tiger Bomb Sports Audio Entertainment production.